Let's use our inside voices. Because you're listening to the Inside Voices podcast, hosted by me, Dan Milam. Today on Inside Voices, I'm going to dive into one of my favorite bands of all time who released a new album back in October. I'm talking about Louisville's own My Morning Jacket. Just released their ninth studio album this last October. It's the uh, first album of newly recorded material in six years as uh, they've previously released The Waterfall in 2015 and The Waterfall 2 just last year, 2020. This one is actually newly released material, mainly because on the Waterfall and the Waterfall 2, it was previously recorded material uh, anywhere from 2011 to 2013. And so this is the first album since 2015 um, that we're going to get a taste of where My Morning Jacket is nowadays on songwriting skills and what they can give to an album. Uh, I think that's a big reason why this one is a self-titled album, even though being their ninth album. Um, I think it's self-titled because it's really explaining where they are in their career at this point. Uh, As far as songwriting goes and what I've heard so far, it's very testimonial. And uh, I feel like they're really sending a message to their fans and uh, declaring exactly where they are in their careers with this one. So I wanted to do an episode on... The Inside Voices podcast, reviewing the album. I'm going to go track by track and uh, dive into what I think about each track. Uh, The album as a whole, I'm going to rank it out of 10. Uh, I can go ahead and rank it out of 5 stars. I can do whatever I want because I'm I'm coming up with this. Uh, It it will be a slightly biased review uh, based on just being a fan of my morning jacket. So if you're a fan, if you're a Jim James freak just like I am you've seen them live you know exactly what i'm talking about you know i just want to shoot my words out there about my morning jacket starting off my morning jacket's eponymous ninth studio album it's a track that was released as a single um on august 24th this year regularly scheduled programming Uh, i love the opening lines of this one diamonds are growing in the garden raindrops are filling up the sea Excuse me, you know I beg your pardon for this interruption. Now back to regularly scheduled programming. I found it pretty interesting. Um, As the lyrics go on in this opening uh, track, it kind of dives into where the direction of the album is going to be going. Uh, That's what I got from it, at least. Um, And like I said, there's just something about this album where I feel like they're trying to send some kind of message they're collecting a lot with the, what they've learned uh, socially in America. And um, I think this is the perfect opening. It's very pure. And uh, the way it runs into their next track, Love, 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 uh, within just a couple songs of this album, you you immediately understand where you're going with it. And uh, it all sends a big message kind of like a global message uh like i said very testimonial it's almost like going to church listening to this album so far so starts out with regularly regularly scheduled programming blah 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 blah. and it runs into love 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 uh which this one uh 
I thought was really interesting because it has like reggae vibes to it. It kind of has like a little bit of a reggae beat to it. Um, and once again, Jim James just sending uh, a message of love and where we are in the country. Um, I think that's like one thing you can really get from him on almost every song on here is uh, he's uh, kind of preaching to you. So I uh, I love those first two tracks. And they continue that theme of uh, social consciousness into track number three, In Color. Uh, this one seems to be more directly uh, explaining about race and certain things about color, uh, where we are socially in America, especially since uh, The Waterfall and Waterfall 2, which were ri- written, you know, back in 2011, 2013. Uh my favorite lines from In Color are, uh, yeah, there's more to life than just black and white. So many shades in between. There's more to life than what's yours and what's mine. Oh, and I wish everyone could agree. I like exactly what Jim is saying in this album. Uh, you don't hear too many rock and roll groups or even any groups in general modern day being able to tap into such social injustice and the race issues in America, but from a very, uh, I would say humble and down to earth, uh, way to look at it. You know, they, they're not really coming off as very angry or mad more as they're just sending a positive message through the songs and the way that the flow of the the, uh, album is the album has a slow burn, uh, vibe, much like their early albums, but like I said, it's like an updated slow burn version of the band. Um, I think Jim James, since his solo efforts, especially to now and then Carl uh, with his solo effort until now, I think the band's in a really good place and they've all done a lot of good work with other artists and with uh, their own solo careers. Um, that whenever they all came together writing for this eponymous nine, ninth album, uh, they really tapped into where we are in America at this time and uh, they brilliantly executed it in my opinion Uh, especially with tracks like track number three in color next on the album uh, track number four titled least expected Uh, a lot of messages of one love in this so uh, once again just like I said love 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 reminds me of uh, it has like reggae vibes and uh kind of a reggae beat to it uh least expected he jim james mentions one love multiple times in the song which i find very fascinating um with the connection to bob marley and using that to tap into where we are nowadays in america um the electric piano was just so damn good had to be my favorite part of the song specifically um like i said i love the one love message in the lyricism but the the catchy drum beat with the electric piano just really set a good tone for uh the fourth track of the album and uh that track leads right into what might be my favorite from the album so far uh track number five never in the real world uh certain melody of the song reminds me of uh off the record from their z album uh specifically on the keys and certain things that the guitar is doing with it i think they kind of took a little bit of uh like i said that kind of that melody of off the record and added it to a newer song and branched it into a different direction and i just love it i love the i love the lyrics i love the name never in the real world 
just last night we played that one on our radio show. Me and my brother do a radio show on 91.1 FM WDBX here in Carbondale. And uh, last night we played Never in the Real World. It was the first time I had heard that one from this album. So, And uh, more specifically, today was uh, the first day that I've gotten to go through and actually listen to the album front to back. Um, I took time this morning to uh, go to the gym and listen to the album while I was at the gym on the treadmill and doing other things and on the way home. And uh, so far, I believe Never in the Real World track number five might be my favorite from this album. And that's my cat tearing up my couch. Track number six, uh, The Devils in the Details. Kind of brings down the mood a little bit of the album uh, down to like a, a cooling vibe. And uh, he's really kind of giving it to you straight from an innocent, humble perspective. Um, I'm not sure if the lyrics at the beginning are directly referencing the TV show Stranger Things. But I found it interesting. It opens with the lines, It happened at the mall, the grand finale of Stranger Things. The kid in me remembers how it feels to be grown, but not enough for a child who starts to see the blossom of a life. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And uh, this one, uh, all day today I've been picking apart what Jim James is saying in the song, uh, certain messages of innocence, uh, losing innocence, growing up, uh, changing the channel, you know, the certain things, um, that impression you going from, you know, a teenager, you know, losing your adolescence, tapping into adult life, the certain things that can affect you and shake you. I think Jim James is looking at a lot of people who are my age right now where I'm 25, almost 26, and, uh, you know, what we've gone through politically in America and socially, especially since 2016, um, I think Jim James is kind of sending that message and being like, I see you and I see where you are. And I remember when things were weird whenever I was there. And uh, I think that's what he's saying on this one. Um, at least that's what I gathered from it. Uh, very cool uh, track. Uh, a little spooky sounding, The Devil's in the Details. Be a good one to listen to next year around Halloween. Track number seven, Lucky to Be Alive. Well, this one's going to be easy to uh, decipher what it's really about because it's really just about feeling lucky to be alive. Uh, Jim James mentions uh, a couple different things about being out on the road uh, you know, certain things he's kind of probably gone through in his career that he's kind of hinting towards through these lyrics. Um, and then ultimately lucky, lucky, lucky to be alive. Um, uh, I think every album needs tracks like this where, you know, not the entire album is, uh, you know, referencing things that might be going wrong socially in the country or, you know what I mean? This, this is the positive track um to kind of set your feet in the right place and uh gear up and then also i think jim james was just really letting it out you know as simple as an idea of a song that is lucky to be alive he really captures exactly what he's talking about um i'll just read uh this whole second verse here because i thought it was pretty interesting it's uh strung out on the road i get sick from the cold I feel lucky to be alive, blasted in my brain. I get high and feel no pain. I feel lucky to be alive. Well, it's been getting out of hand, so I'll make a new plan. I 
feel lucky to be alive. Well, I'll forget about the stress, the stress, and just watch the sunset, which are probably my favorite lines of it so far. I feel lucky to be alive. And it's pretty direct, but I think Jim James is really letting us know exactly where he is in his life. And as a big fan of Jim James, uh, it, this song definitely pulled me, and it, it put a smile on my face uh, listening to where he is. Track number eight, titled Complex, might also be my favorite from the album, uh, just like Never in the Real World. Complex was one of the first ones I heard from this album. Uh, we played it on our radio show one day. Um, I went to the album, knew they had a new album out, hadn't really got to uh, dive into it yet, and I, I do this all the time. I'll pick one song from it that I really like the title, and it pops immediately. And Complex, I was... It's immediately one to listen to it, so we listened to it at the radio station. I think this is an interesting song of uh, kind of explaining things about, like, you know, self-doubt. And he uh, kind of goes into a few details of, uh, you know, never quite believe in your complex mind, never quite belong in your complex heart. Um, but then towards the end of the song, uh, they tap into what are you waiting for? You get what you pay for. What are you waiting for? kind of pushing you in a direction this one with a you know driving hooky guitar riff uh it, it, it it's one of those songs that has like a simple guitar riff but it's just so catchy um that the simplicity of it is what makes it complex which is uh i was really meaning no pun there with uh the album being or the song being called complex but you know the song complex is not really complex and that's why it makes it complex. Um, there's a lot more to it than what's just up front. I think that's a lot of this album too. Uh, Jim James wasn't afraid to be direct with the lyrics. And, uh, I think that was a good decision. Not saying that he always gets so abstract with things. Uh, but I know a lot of artists do. I know he definitely does sometimes. Uh, this is an album of very direct lyrics. Um, coming from the place of his life he's in right now next track on the album out of range part two this will be track number nine from the uh my morning jacket eponymous album uh this one has just got a very jam bandy uh slow burn vibe um my morning jacket's always tapped onto being uh kind of dabbling into the jam band culture just a little bit but not being absolutely a jam band in my opinion uh this is one of those ones that live you know people people are gonna be feeling a lot of emotions uh whenever this track is played live out of range part two uh once again very testimonial um very good track to be later in the album kind of uh bringing you back to some of the themes of the earlier songs uh, where they're guiding you into a certain direction. And track number 10, Penny for Your Thoughts. Um, very Beatles moving with this one. Uh, I know Jim James has a history of covering George Harrison's songs and Beatles songs. Uh, this one, I think, uh, was pulled from those influences, uh, specifically Harrison's side of the Beatles. Um, lyrically and even spiritually, this one, uh, has a little bit of a Beatles pull to it. I really dig it. That was, uh, Pennies for Your Thoughts. And then after that, the album Closer, I Never Could Get Enough. Once again, slow burn, jam bandy vibe, uh, perfect ending to the album. 
My Morning Jacket's always been good at that, um, roping you in with the first track of the album and then perfectly closing it up with the last track of the album. Uh, A further explanation of some of the themes going on in the album. Very testimonial, very spiritual album that came from My Morning Jacket for their eponymous album. And I think that was the point, uh, reviewing all of it from front to back just now. It has a theme that laces through each song, and it's a theme of, you know, social consciousness, where they are, where you're, where we are as fans, and there's a connection that's pulled between those. Um, so, you know, if I was to rank on the spot right now, out of 10, I would give this album a 9.5 out of 10. Because I don't want to give them a clear 10 out of 10 for my first review here on Inside Voice. So I'm going to go ahead and settle with a 9.5 out of 10. I'm going to give them, uh, at that point, four and a half stars out of five. And that's only because so far, I wouldn't say it's my favorite My Morning Jacket album. But as far as albums released, you know, since The Waterfall, I love The Waterfall albums. I love that this is the first album of newly recorded songs um i'm psyched as a fan it's definitely among some of my favorite my morning jacket albums maybe i'll do a podcast in the future ranking them who knows but i wanted to go ahead and talk uh track to track about this one that was just released in october before uh time slips away from me um like i said this was my very first review for the inside voices blog Uh, I'm going to type up a little bit of a review to uh, post an article form as well. But for now, this has been Inside Voices with Dan Milam reviewing My Morning Jacket's ninth album, the eponymous album, the self-titled album, My Morning Jacket. I love the group. Love Jim James forever. I'll always hold on to memories of seeing my morning jacket at a uh, Chicago theater in 2015, right after the waterfall was released. Uh, and I will admit right here on a podcast, I, I cried like a baby numerous times during the show. At the time I was saying it was the best concert I've ever seen. I'll have to uh, think it over and see if that's still true, but certainly one of my favorite bands of all time uh, if you don't know much about My Morning Jacket, don't be afraid to tap into their albums. Uh, they they go all the way back to 1999. So um, I think they're a band that's often overlooked in America, yet they've got a long history of staying consistent. And, uh, you know, I think they're one of those bands, not a single one of their albums I would consider a flop. Uh, especially this one, I would not at all consider this a flop. So for a band that's been around since 1999, still putting out an album of this capacity uh, and quality, you know, very impressive. So like I said, I give, uh, uh, what was it, 9.5 out of 10 and uh, 4.5 stars out of 5. That's my first review here in the Inside Voices podcast. Always remember, shh, let's use our inside voices. Thanks for listening.